0: It is easy to dwell into the depression, and sometimes it's hard to come out of it. It's messing me up because it's that a day that I don't cry, that I I keep trying to figure out why I don't I don't understand. I keep waiting. I keep waiting for the phone to ring with somebody to provide me with some answers. I don't understand. I don't understand. My brother and I were only 17 months apart. We're really more like twins. We always talked, like multiple times a week. And because he was living in the house with my dad, then it was the same thing with my dad. I'd call my brother, my dad, and I would end up speaking to both of them. Constantly talking, you know, always there. I mean, like, they family, and we were very close. This is the first time in my family's history that someone in our family has died outside of natural causes. My dad had literally just turned 89 on December the 1st. My brother was due to turn 62 on christmas day evil has touched my family for the first time
1: will you can you help solve the case the murders of william whitley and natalino whitley if so you will remain anonymous and there is a twelve thousand five hundred dollar cash reward for information that leads to an arrest. But if you need more incentive, please keep listening. My sister-in-law, she answered the phone
0: and she was crying and I was like, what's going on, what's going on? And she says, they're gone. And I'll never forget because I'm at work. And I say to I said, Listen, what do you mean they're gone? And she said, they're gone. And I said, God where she said they're dead. Oh, just started screaming. Please help me. Please help me.
1: Oh. No. I'm Andrea Isom. I have spent more than twenty-five years of my life reporting on some of the worst crimes imaginable across the country. But I have also spent that same amount of time helping to be a voice for the victims, the people who are left behind, and the ones who are no longer here to tell their story. Men, women, children who were victimized, who are missing, or who have been murdered. Most of us want to feel safe, want less crime. So we all need to do our part. At least we should. That being said, welcome to Missing, Murder, and Mayhem. Together, let's help save the missing, help solve and stop the murders, and help prevent the mayhem. This one is called Twice the Heartbreak.
0: When I hear of a family going through what I've gone through, my heart breaks. The the pain that I feel is then extended to them. Even though I am not in contact with these people, I don't know with these people, but just hearing what they're going through and having for the first time full knowledge of that. It's very it, it's hard. And sometimes I want to just reach out and hug them and hold them and say, I understand your pain because I'm there, I'm right there with you.
1: On Tuesday, December 7th, 2021, Isabella Caffey's 89 year old father, William Whitley, and her 61-year-old brother, Natalino Whitley, were killed. It happened inside their own home, their safe haven. And the circumstances surrounding this case are horrific, bizarre, and suspicious, quite frankly. The double homicide occurred on Frederick Street, which is on Detroit's east side, and the motive is an absolute mystery. First, the house was firebombed. And as they were trying to get out, somebody started shooting at them.
0: The bullets hit
1: both my brother and my dad multiple times. I just know
0: that that my life shattered. My brother had a two-year-old daughter. So there... When you look at his life, there was really nothing he would do to bring harm to his family. I look at my dad. Why? Every day it's why, why, why. It's so hard to explain because it's like if I was to hear something that I don't want to hear, at the end of the day, I need the truth, whatever the truth might be. I need to hear it. And even though I'm sure the why has nothing to do with my family, at least that I know that. As far as peace, that is something that I pray for with my Heavenly Father. I pray for peace, internal peace.
1: William and Natalino, they were salt-of-the-earth kind of gentlemen. The kind of people who took pride in living by the golden rules. You know one of them. Treat people the way you want to be treated.
0: My brother and my dad were a lot alike. They were lovable. And they were good people.
1: The eldest Whitley was sweet. But he was stern. He raised his children to be proud, to be productive, dependable, and to be kind. Isabella's memories of growing up are beautiful. He had a sense of humor.
0: And he could tell a story that would have you rolling. He would always just tell me, just do your best. You got this. You do. Just do your best. When it comes to friends and things. My brother was, he was one of my best friends. I talked to him all the time. He knew everything. You always could go to him and get sound advice.
1: Now remember, Isabella talked with her dad and her brother all the time.
0: I got up and I normally leave for work about 6.30. Um, And I got in the car, when I, got to, when I uh, got to work, I had saw I had a missed FaceTime call from my brother.
1: So of course, she called him back, but it was not him on the other end.
0: My sister-in-law, she answered the phone and she was crying and I was like, what's going on, what's going on? And she said, the house caught on fire. And the first thing I said was, where's my dad? And she said, he's fine. He's in the ambulance, but they're breathing. They're fine. I'm like, okay. Okay. I was like, well, look, as soon as my boss comes in, I'm going to let her know I need to leave, and then I'm going to head that way. they're gone, and I'll never forget because I'm at work, and I said, to them, I said, what do you mean they're gone, and she said, they're gone, and I said, gone where, she said, they're dead, and I just started screaming, please help me, please help me, no, no, no they pulled me from up under my desk. I had basically fallen apart. And I was in a fetal position up under my desk and they pulled me from up under my desk. And then they called my daughter, told her to come get me. The shock,
1: it still consumes her. How could it not? Sometimes it feels just like the day it happened, which she is still trying to piece together. And so are we. There was a the door downstairs in the
0: kitchen. And so, because my dad had a bad hip and there was so much smoke coming from the front, my brother went to help my dad go out the back upstairs door and this is what I was told when they opened the door somebody opened fire they just sprayed the back of the house and the uh, the bullets hit both my brother and my dad multiple times and I'm not sure I'll ever change back to who I was before because here's the thing it's not just one so when I look at their pictures I'm looking at two different, I have to go from one face to the other face to say, I miss you, and I love you, and that's hard. I think I'm a little bit more protective of the family that I have left.
1: Who would want an 89-year-old man and his son dead? Why? Isabella says they were honest men who did not have any enemies and did not live the kind of lives that would even remotely provoke this type of crime.
0: I just want the truth.
1: And she has faith that one day she will know. But over time, she has come to understand something else about family. And she hopes you will too, about yours. Don't say bye, just say I love
0: you. And hold them tight. And if you're estranged, make peace with your family, because again, You just never know when you might end up in my shoes. And I pray that they don't. You've taken my best friend, my brother. You've taken my dad, who is my heart. You've left a two-year-old girl without a father and her brothers. Because she has two older brothers without a father. My dad didn't even leave the house. The only time he would leave the house was maybe go out to Selfridge or to the Coast Guard. Car wash, maybe to the the store, but that was it. Nat worked at Ford. When he wasn't at work, he was with his wife and his two-year-old daughter or his best friend. My brother didn't hang out, he didn't run the streets. You took two wonderful people who never did anything to hurt anybody for no reason. When you look into that, your mirror and you see your face, put yourself in the family that's left behind, the family and the friends that are left behind Put yourself in our positions and ask yourself, how would you feel if someone like you did what you've done to our family? They did it to yours. And then please turn yourself in. If it wasn't for you and the Crime Stopper organization, I think that we would just fade into nothingness. If it wasn't for the fact that Crime Stoppers and you, through your podcast, were putting that word out there, keeping it in the forefront of others' minds, I don't know how I would feel. But you and Crime Stoppers gives me hope that somebody is going to hear it and say, wow, That should not have happened. And I know I have some information and let them impart that information. That's my hope. When I need to hear their voice, I play the voicemails that I have from them. And they always say, I love you. I encourage everyone, if you have voicemails from your loved ones and they're saying that they love you, keep them. Thank you for allowing me to speak and hopefully, my words help someone.
1: If you know anything at all about the murders of 89-year-old William Whitley and his son, 61-year-old Natalino Whitley, please call 1-800-SPEAK-UP or go to one 800 speak You will remain anonymous. You do not have to say your name or anything at all about who you are. Just please say what you know. We need to start caring enough about each other to help right these wrongs. The father and son were killed on December 7th, 2021, inside the home they shared together, on Frederick Street, on Detroit's east side. First, there was a fire that tore through the house, and then shots rang out. Both men were hit by the bullets several times and died. There is a cash reward for more than $12,000 for information that leads to an arrest. And remember, your silence is complicity, but your voice can bring justice. Missing Murder and Mayhem is a division of Crime Stoppers of Michigan. The episodes are produced and written by me, Andrea Isom, with my production partners, Joseph Harris and Robin Schwartz. Listening to this podcast can help solve crimes in seven counties throughout Southeast Michigan. Crime Stoppers of Michigan does not get any funding. What they do for victims and their loved ones is strictly through raising money, donations. So you can go to 1 800 speakup.org to donate. And you can learn about the open investigations on the Crime Stoppers of Michigan Facebook page. And you can also find all of the podcast episodes at MissingMurderMayhem.com.